The following program is produced by Sage Advertising and Marketing. The views and opinions of the host and guests are not necessarily those of this station. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio has helped thousands of listeners make the right decisions when buying homes or refinancing. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. Whoa, I'm glad to be with you today on a nice hot day in northern Nevada. Can you believe it? High 90s, 100s. It's hotter than heck (laughs) all around us. But we're enjoying it because it's fun to do things outdoors in our beautiful city and beautiful state, part of the country. We are enjoying helping people to make great decisions when it comes to real estate. So many things to think about if you are a real estate buyer, seller, or an investor. There's so many ways to be involved with real estate. It's almost infinite the number of things that you could do and still have real estate be part of what drives your business. Well, If you have a property and you're going to sell it to somebody and they're looking at getting a mortgage, the chances are they're going to have their credit report ordered. And there are big changes coming on credit reports starting in September of 2016. We're going to talk about how those credit changes are going to help you, whether you're a seller or a buyer. But they could also hold some people back with some of these new changes coming from the credit bureaus, all of them instigated by Fannie Mae's announcement. Heck, it was like uh, nine, ten months ago in 2015 when they talked about these new innovations. Most people didn't hear about them, though. We're talking about them today here on our radio show. And later, we're going to talk with a gentleman who's going to be talking about commercial real estate. His name is Trevor Richardson, and Trevor's got great information for us on the commercial side and multifamily side of real estate after this message. Many times, closing a real estate deal fast is the key to getting the great deal done. At Socotra Capital, we help you get the money fast. This is Dave Washburn, Vice President of Loans and Investments at Socotra Capital. We are a hard money lender for real estate transactions that need to close fast, way before banks or institutional financing can complete the deal. We're ready to talk to you about closing your transaction quickly, and we can get you the money fast. Visit www.socotracapitalnevada.com or call 775-420-4990 for a personal appointment. Thank you. Socotra Capital Nevada is located at 298 Kingsbury Grade, Suite 1G, State Line, Nevada, 89449. David Washburn's NMLS agent number 51269. Socotra Capital Nevada, Incorporated. You tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, and it's a great decision to be listening to our show today. We're helping people make great decisions when it comes to real estate every single day in our 11th year of helping people, and we love it. Buyers, sellers, investors, everybody can get benefit from our radio show because we bring the experts to you, and today is no different. We're going to be talking with Trevor Richardson, who's a commercial lender at Dixon Commercial Group here in northern Nevada, about the real estate community as far as commercial and multifamily goes, and We're going to talk a little bit about credit and what people have to do to get a mortgage, which is obviously we know they have to have a great credit score. But today's credit is not the credit of yesteryear. 
I remember a few years ago, ladies and gentlemen, when people would come to me as a credit repair expert and they would say, Peter, what can we do to fix our credit? And there were certain tricks and certain maneuvers that you can make for somebody to improve their credit report. So let's go back 10 years. One of the things that you could do was to ask a family member or a friend that has excellent credit to add you as an authorized signer on, let's say, their credit card. Well, suddenly now that you're an authorized user, you could pick up a lot of traction from their good credit history. Many parents, in fact, did this for their children to help them get started and establish credit. Well, it wasn't long after that that the credit bureaus got wise to that. And now, if you're an authorized signer on somebody's credit account, big deal. The banks want to know that that's your account and that you're the one making those payments. So that doesn't work anymore. Another thing that people used to do to improve their credit report, not long ago, that's maybe three or four or five years, was to sign up for the do not call list or the opt out pre-screen lists. Now you could go to the website and what you're actually doing is asking the telemarketing companies not to call you because you're on a do not call list. And the same goes with mail being offered opportunities to get credit cards through the U.S. mail. Well, if you say no to that offering, those offerings, those numerous offerings from all of the credit card companies, at that point, a few years back, your score would grow. It would get better because you have signed up for these two services. Well, that's not the case anymore. They don't have the kind of impact that they used to. And that's because credit is a moving target. And people are analyzing credit in different ways and using credit in different ways. So what did Fannie Mae announce in October of 2015? They announced that they're going to implement a new innovation. It's called Trended Credit Data. And what is Trended Credit Data? Well, Trended Credit is looking for historical time series data as far as the ability to gain a perspective into a consumer's behavior. For instance, it's like measuring sequence of points from one place to another. We're talking about spending patterns, utilization of credit, how you deal with your past balances and payment history. You know, as far as today's current credit report goes, if you make your payments on time, you're an A student. But there's no differentiation between the person that makes their payments on time and the person that pays their bill 100% off every time. So the new trended credit is going to look at those things. It's going to look at, okay, you're making your payment on time, but how many times have you made the minimum payment? How many times did you make more than the minimum payment? How many times did you make two or three times more than a minimum payment, how many times did you make the whole payment? You get my drift? What's happening is that the credit bureaus are not, not only looking at payments on time, but they're looking at the historical pattern. Now, I can't tell you exactly if you're going to get a higher score by paying off your credit card in full every month than you are if you pay off the minimum every month. But I do know this. I learned this very very many years ago, that a credit score is actually known in the consumer sales divisions of many companies as a credit opportunity score. Companies that offer credit, financing of any kind, payment on terms, they're looking for people that love to use credit, people that want to look at credit as a credit opportunity. And I have to tell you, I suspect that people who pay off their credit card in full every month are not going to get the highest credit score. I think the highest credit score is going to go to people that pay off a substantial amount of their 
credit card bill every month, but not all of it because companies want to do business with people that value using credit. And if you use credit a lot and you've got a lot of accounts and you're always paying on time and you're paying more than the minimum, I suspect you're going to be better off than that occasional credit user. For instance, another thing that's talked about in the report I ran across recently If you only use your credit card for big purchases around the holidays, you're not as good of a consumer as somebody that's buying all year long. And again, it doesn't matter if you pay your bill on time or not anymore as much. That's still a critical factor, don't get me wrong. But the big factor is going to be how you use your credit. And I suspect that the more you use your credit, the more you're going to be rewarded by the three big credit bureaus, Equifax, Experian and TransUnion. Now, if you'd like to get more information about blended credit, we have here a few things that uh, maybe a few people are wondering, um, you know, why is this going on? So let's talk about credit and how it's going to impact scores. For right now, there are no existing models that they have laid out officially with blended credit. But trust me, they are going to be coming out pretty quickly and you'll be getting that data as quickly as we can get it for you here on our radio show Uh, will trended credit data uh, affect undisclosed debt monitoring well it can't uh, affect undisclosed debt because if you have personal debts of course they're still going to be in the background You'll, you'll have to disclose them if you're asked by your lender but trended credit data is just what it is it's not only looking at your credit report, payment history, but looking at other things. What time of the year you made those charges? What time of the month you made those charges? Were they mostly big charges? Were they mostly little charges? Were they in-state? Were they out-of-state? Were they seasonal? Were they? All of these things are going to come into play and more when the new kick-in date, mid-September 2016, comes to play and we are talking about trended credit reports. We're going to talk about that in upcoming shows. We do have to take a break, but later in the show, you're going to have a chance to hear from a commercial real estate expert here in Northern Nevada. Trevor Richardson will be joining us. He's with Dixon Commercial Group. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this. This is Diane Heaton, realtor at REMAX Realty Affiliates. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is on the air. Thank you, Peter. Suntech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 352-9396. Suntech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. Suntech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 352-9396. Suntech Solar Screening combines. Attention all residents of Northern Nevada. This is a high heat alert. Temperatures will be in the high 90s and 100s for an extended period of time. Call Suntech Solar Screening to block the sun and heat from your windows. Now back to our commercial. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 3529396. Senior citizen and military discounts. Suntech solar screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call Suntech Solar Screening for a free estimate. 3529396 Suntech Solar Screening. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book Incorporate and Get Rich as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. 
For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1-800-254-5779. Sage International. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. Very pleased to be with you today. It's a fantastic Wednesday afternoon in northern Nevada, enjoying high temperatures and a lot of great opportunities to have fun in northern Nevada. Hiking, fishing, swimming, motorcycling. I mean, you name it. This is the peak season for the people that enjoy living in this beautiful state and in this beautiful part of the state, northern Nevada. No wonder more and more people are thinking about buying real estate, whether it's primary residence, rental property, maybe a second home. You couldn't pick a better place than northern Nevada. Wow, lots of action, but unfortunately, lots of competition. So what do you do to navigate around that competition? You talk to the experts, just like we do here every week. Talk to different people, ask different questions, find out about the background that people have in their respective areas of real estate, You'll be amazed. It's like a college education. And then when you pull the trigger, or you're thinking you're close to pulling that trigger, you can do so with a lot more confidence when you're buying or selling real estate because you've got the background to make the right decision. Today, we have a great guest with us in the studio. Trevor Richardson is with us. Trevor is a commercial real estate professional from Dixon Commercial Group. Welcome to the show, Trevor. Thanks, Peter. Well, I'm uh, very excited to be here today. Um, I was hoping to talk some real estate, but uh, now I'm kind of motivated to uh, go up to Lake Tahoe today on a Wednesday. So I don't know if I'm going to get much work in after uh, after we're done here. So. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Lake Tahoe on a Wednesday sounds really good to me too. A lot of people enjoy the lake, and many people go to visit. It's a it's a real hot spot. Weekdays, though, I would imagine are probably the best because you don't have quite the demand on the services there. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a great time to to go up there, and like you said, it's a great time to be in Northern Nevada. Uh, mm. We love this place. Uh, born and raised here in Reno, Nevada, so uh, it's it's uh, definitely a great area that uh, that my wife and I love to live in. You've got a great looking Nevada Wolfpack shirt on today, uh, alumni. <laughs> oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, graduated in uh, 2010 from uh, University of Nevada, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, degree in public relations, so mm. journalism. Actually was going to go into broadcast <laughs> yeah. and uh, interested in that early on, but uh, ended up getting a public relations degree. So well, That's fantastic. But go you know. pack. <laughs> yeah, go pack. Public relations degree and a realtor, that, that really does, in, in fact, make a lot of sense. I mean, you are dealing with so many different people when you're working on a transaction. It's not just you and one client. I mean, you've got all the other connections that are tied to the client. Yeah, and, um, and, and really uh, what public relations boils down to is communications. So communications are uh, essential to any business, particularly in real estate. Um, it actually gave me a lot of tools that I'm able to use today. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I'm not uh, working for a large uh, public relations firm, I use uh, a lot of the lessons and, and a lot of the classes that uh, I took up at our great university at the uh, Reynolds School of Journalism. Yeah. And uh, it certainly lends well to, uh, to a real estate professional. So I enjoy that very much. The Wolfpack 
athletics is doing great and a lot of exciting things happening. Uh, new developments, new construction on campus. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, well, on the athletics side, uh, what a great basketball season. Um, I was up there uh, during uh, the entire postseason run. Um, it was an incredible atmosphere mm-hmm. up there at the university. Um, it, the, the stadium and the arena was very loud. Um, we had a great time up there. I'm a huge Wolfpack athletics fan. Um, I go to all the Wolfpack football games, um, most of the basketball games. So it was a great time up there. And uh, yeah, you're right. There is a lot of construction up there. Um, the university is uh, experiencing a lot of growth right now. Um, I believe they're at their highest enrollment that they've ever been at. Uh, well over 20,000 uh, enrolled students at this particular point. Um, and they're doing a lot of expansion projects. And actually, uh, student housing is kind of one of their uh, problems that they've been trying to navigate around there. So um, that kind of lends to the commercial side. We've been involved with that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. Trevor, with all those things going on at the university, I think it's an indication of what's going on in northern nevada arena specifically is things are kind of booming again they're looking pretty good on real estate as far as the residential and the demand of homes the prices of homes and i know that many times commercial kind of follows in the same line either follows or leads um, to tell, give us a, a broad update to commercial real estate in northern nevada how's it looking yeah well it, obviously it's a very exciting time for reno um this is a this is a market that's classically uh, based around tourism, um, and now all of a sudden we're branching out into new avenues. Um, all of a sudden we're part of the uh, the car industry, manufacturing. Um, those are uh, those are very new uh, technology mm-hmm. uh, with Switch and the SuperNAP that they're setting up out there at uh, Trick Tahoe Reno Industrial Center, um, just east of Reno. Uh, so yeah, very exciting times, um, and we have a very positive outlook um, in the commercial division. Mm-hmm. Um, but also on the uh, the single family home side, uh, I get the opportunity for multifamily. It's really a, kind of a blending or a crossing of the roads between commercial and uh, residential. Yeah. Uh, so uh, some of the guys in our office may focus just on office or industrial. I actually have my pulse kind of on the entire real estate market. I have to um, in order for uh, for me to uh, be an effective multifamily professional, kind of understand where the market's at for single family homes. Um, but yes, yeah, a v- very tremendous time in Reno's history. And I think a lot of us are trying to determine um, where, you know, economically where all of this new excitement is going to take us. Uh, it certainly generated a lot of buzz. That's for sure. <laughs> it sure has. Yes. And uh, you know that you can feel the energy when you're out and about in the business community. We're talking with investors, entrepreneurs every day here at Sage International and Sage Advertising and Marketing. We, are, we just feel that energy from everybody. It's almost like there's a an entrepreneurial boom going on as well as a real estate boom because so many people want to take advantage of these opportunities that are here. Many of them are unknown. Getting a company like Tesla, Switch, and the related companies, ancillary companies that are coming in, it's kind of new territory for this area. It's never really done this before yeah we're we're an awkward city um there's no other way to describe <laughs> it i've uh i've i've traveled a, a coast to coast and done a lot of uh you know i've purchased homes off the steps from coast to coast i've been in a lot of distressed markets especially during the downturn um so i saw a good chunk of the country during that which was fun um i've driven through a lot of neighborhoods from seattle to denver to florida um and uh, we we truly live in a unique area um it's an area that we all love and we appreciate 
but we're going through an awkward time right now and and that comes out sometimes in the commercial uh realm and and kind of how this city is growing and experiencing um mm-hmm. the, all these new changes so yeah and in many ways as, as much as you might call it awkward and i I'm, i totally agree with you it's also uh, attractive in the sense that it it's yeah. it's compelling me to stay here and to look at opportunities and to talk to people that are, are are seeing the opportunities none of us i think want it to become a big city like a phoenix a las vegas uh, denver because of the population factor but we want the benefits of growth and the benefits of technology and and the finding that balance is a challenge and and that balance used to be somewhere around one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Now it's more like three hundred and ten to three hundred twenty thousand dollars. When you're talking yeah. about the median price of a home, so those challenges are are really what you know could create any kind of tension. I think within um, the populace that's already here, the people that are coming here, they think, look at this, it's great. Used to live in California, paid all that money for those properties and those taxes. Now you still come to Nevada, even in today's economy. We, a lot of people coming in from out of state. Are you dealing with the same? Oh, absolutely. Um, there, there is a there's a lot of investors that come from California. Um, a lot of 1031 exchanges coming over the border. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that we deal with them weekly at this particular point. Um, a, a lot of them are selling properties either in uh, the Bay Area or Southern California. And uh, just like you were saying, that you, you hit it right on the nail. Um, that's that sort of awkwardness where uh, we have a lot of you know local longtime locals in the community that are concerned with our growth are we mm-hmm. growing too fast mm-hmm. um I, it, it would take a heck of a lot to for us to get to a phoenix level um that's a, that's a market with almost four million people so um we're, we're not quite at that level i think even if we experience a, a good amount of growth over the next five years which we're anticipating i don't think we're going to quite get to those levels but um yeah that is that is some of that awkwardness and i'll, I'll give you kind of an example of of um, you know, the awkwardness around kind of downtown or downtown area. Um, you know, we've, at least in my opinion, I'm, I'm kind of a younger guy, obviously. Um, I'm, I'm in the thirties and the millennials, uh, age, but, um, you know, the town for several decades was trying to get away from downtown or trying to, you know, leave that for the tourists, um, right. and, and try to expand out into the, our awesome <laughs> suburbs and, and get away from downtown. Now, all of a sudden we're trying to jam, everybody back into downtown <laughs> yep. open up retail open up mm. restaurants and get everybody back down there how does that work with you know parking um you know there's not a lot of uh really dense multifamily uh properties downtown there's a few but there's not a lot so and we don't have that inventory so there's not a lot of people that can just walk out of their door and go go down to that restaurant so retail kind of has an awkward moment down there um we kind of have those awkward areas where they're not all quite gentrified yet or or you know neighborhoods haven't been cleaned up so that's kind of when i say awkward it's not really a negative thing it's just kind of a growth and um and, and a very interesting time for reno and a very new time for reno mm-hmm. um in our history so we're like a, we're like teenagers ourselves as a yeah. city in the sense you know teenagers uh, the voice starts to change it's exactly kind of awkward. that's exactly you know, right. maybe the complexion isn't as good as it will be or used to be trying to find out who we are trying to discover ourselves I'm talking with Trevor Richardson. He is a realtor with Dixon Commercial Group. We're enjoying talking about our wonderful area here in northern Nevada. We're going to talk about multifamily as one of his uh, areas of expertise, as well as how the commercial businesses, uh, the commercial uh, groups are dealing with all of the growth that we're having as far as the growth of buildings. I was just traveling to the Red Rock area Yesterday, Trevor, I saw a whole lot of new buildings over there, a whole lot of stuff going on. I just can't imagine that there's enough business to keep them occupied, but I suspect you might tell us otherwise. So, Yeah, uh, 
Obviously, uh, I would say multifamily um, building in particular right now is uh, probably the the product that's most under construction. Um, We approximately, uh, give or take, have about 1,500 multifamily units that are... um, that are under construction or going vertical. Um, there's something like another four to five thousand in some sort of planning stages uh, to keep up with all the demand, um, and that certainly might seem like a lot of um, activity in construction uh, to a lot of people driving around, seeing uh, seeing trucks and, and new wood coming out there. But um, the truth uh, the truth is, we have a uh, severe housing shortage here in Reno that blends in. I, I know you've had a lot of previous guests talking about the single family market uh, raising prices and and um, and how difficult it is to find homes that are affordable right now. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these apartments are, are hopefully going to aim to um, to keep prices stable um, as we bring new units on. So, uh, yeah, there's a tremendous amount of construction out there. So, and, good uh, news for home buyers yeah. as a result of multifamily projects. We're going to talk with you more about that. And also, we're going to listen to a little bit of information later on the show from my friend Rocket Tom. So, please hang on. We'll be back after this message. This is Helen Graham and John Graham from Remax Premier Properties. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Street, Street Smarts, Smarts on, on the house. house. When you're closing your real estate transaction, you need to be dealing with one of the top realtors in all of Northern Nevada. Diane Heaton, Remax Realty Affiliates. Call Diane Heaton, 775-750-2409. Diane Heaton, Certified Residential Specialist at REMAX Realty Affiliates. So, you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, Branch Manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750. Thank you. Summit Funding is an equal housing lender. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning in to our show today. We are now on 94.1 FM and 1450 AM radio on the Lotus Broadcast Stations in Northern Nevada. Whoo, what a big improvement in signal. More and more people are listening to our great show, and we're getting great feedback, and we want to thank you for tuning into our radio program today. We're helping investors, home buyers, home sellers every day by listening to our radio show and podcasts because it's all about having the right kind of information from the right kind of people. You know, the people that you know, like, and trust. It's easy to know somebody, can like them pretty quick, but trust, you earn that with time. And that's what we ask you to do when you talk to professionals about helping you with your real estate transactions. Ask them how much time they have in the box. Ask them about their business. What are their areas of specialty? And ask them what they feel is the most important to them in closing a real estate transaction. You'll learn a lot about them, and you'll learn a lot about the business yourself, and ultimately, you'll work with the right people. We have a great person to talk with today in our studio 
His name is Trevor Richardson. He's a commercial realtor at Dixon Commercial Group. Glad you're on the show today. Trevor, hope you're enjoying it. Yeah, no, thanks, Peter. It's uh, it's uh, uh, very awesome to be on the show. I, I listen to a lot of radio, a lot of sports talk radio, mm-hmm. but uh, this is my first uh, time being on the radio, oh. so it's pretty fun. No, we're honored to have you as our guest. And so tell us a little bit about yourself. I was uh, just curious to know, you're with Dixon Commercial Group. Is that how you started? Did you leave college and jump right into it? No, actually, uh, before I uh, joined Dixon Commercial Group, um, I was working with a, a large residential uh, invet- or, uh, REIT sorry, um, uh, called American Homes for Rent. So um, they're a large real estate investment trust um, that it was national, and uh, they were really uh, – I don't want to say taking advantage, but uh, during the downturn, uh, acquiring a lot of distressed single-family homes mm. um, and converting them into rentals, uh, coast to coast. Uh, there was only uh, one larger company that was doing the same amount of work. That was uh, Blackstone, uh, which is a very large uh, residential company, um, or actually real estate company, I should say, uh, the largest privately held REIT in the world. Um, so we were second to them. Um, when I joined American Homes for Rent, we had uh, 7,000 uh, homes nationwide. Uh, that was my first day, and when I left the company, there was over 50,000 single-family homes uh, coast-to-coast, uh, all being converted into rentals. Wow. So um, before that, I was working for a uh, flipper in Sacramento where I was project managing uh, flips. Uh, it was uh, pretty wild work. We were flipping uh, multiple houses within four- to five-day period, mm. uh, doing the full um uh, exterior, interior, um, granite countertops, stainless, uh, all that sort of work. Um, and before that, I actually started out here in 2011. So uh, right after I graduated from college here in Reno, it was uh, obviously very difficult to find um, employment. Didn't really know what I wanted to do. Uh, met a gentleman from Seattle who was down here, uh, had a small uh, little flipping fund, about a million and a half, and uh, he was looking for extra work. And he said, you do a lot of entrepreneur work here. Um I consider myself kind of in that in that realm, even though I've been kind of just an employee, um, an acquisitions officer. I have a lot of uh, a lot of experience flipping homes um, in multiple markets. Um, but I did take a risk uh, signing up with this guy. He didn't uh, didn't have any guaranteed pay for me. Mm. Only the opportunity to uh, really learn um, the fundamentals of investment properties and and really get that base, uh, which I was able to do during that time when we were here in Reno. So we ended up doing 15 flips here in Reno. Um, moved over to Sacramento, which led me to that uh, uh, the second job that I had there, flipping homes, mm-hmm. and then. Um, Ended up getting a job for uh, one of the largest in the country. Um, again, I was traveling heavily and, and uh, was part of acquisitions. So a lot of underwriting, um, finding homes, acquiring them, um, whether it be the courthouse steps or through the MLS. Uh, we did a lot of short sale work um, and certainly a lot of auctions. So um, I have a background in distressed real estate, and it all started here in 2011 when we were at our absolute bottom. So uh, there are some uh, professionals that were able to come out of that time. Mm-hmm. So I'm proud of the story, and I'm proud to... Uh, to be to come from that in Reno, at least when when times were at its worst here, and there was yeah. not a lot of jobs. Well, so. you've got a lifelong experience in about five or six years there. It was very quick. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I went from zero to a hundred, and uh, from day one, I've been working on investment property. So that's my passion. Um, I'm really obsessed with maps. Um, so I kind of learned that about myself. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to open up Microsoft uh, Streets and Trips all the time. I don't mm-hmm. know if anybody remembers that program. Um, but I, to this day, Google um, does a tremendous job with mapping. I'm, I'm obsessed with maps. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I love architecture. I love buildings. So kind of all those blend into why I love doing what I do. 
uh, which is investment properties in real estate. There's nothing that makes me happier than to see a house uh, flipped or a property flipped mm-hmm. or a street changed. So it's it's fun fun work. I'm talking with Trevor Richardson. He's a realtor at Dixon Commercial Group. He specializes in multifamilies, mm-hmm. which he specializes in, but you also do commercial stuff. And you've got experience. My gosh, yeah, that's an, as I said, that's a tremendous amount of experience. Uh, so out of negatives, out of challenges that people have had, that the economy has had in the past, the good things have come from that. Like with so many things, Trevor, some negatives are just a precursor to other opportunities. One door closes, another door opens. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the story in a way of the typical investor that had bought in the 2004, 2005, six, and seven, only to lose it all or lose a bulk of it uh, in the mortgage meltdown. And then I hear plenty of people that came back in 2010, 11, and 12 at the bottom of the market, clawed their way back, or people that just started out and, wow, now suddenly life's good again. It's just amazing how if you keep active and you keep alert of the current situation, you can uh, take advantage and you can prosper. I mean, when when the people you were working with were buying all of these distressed properties, they were forward-thinking. They were thinking about what's going to happen afterwards, not what just happened. Yeah. That's that's what you, I mean. That's an entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, it is, and it's uh, it was a, it was an incredible risk at that particular point as well. Um, and it was interesting during the downturn, in particular, and in distressed real estate on the single family home side. It was interesting to see how that progressed. Uh, really, in 2011, when I started, um, there was a model for flipping homes where um, you know there was a, a good opportunity for. Um, you know, to go down to the auction steps and, and be able to get a certain margin. Um, at some particular point, uh, very quickly after that, um, a lot of these uh, uh, larger institutional funds, uh, these REITs came in and it actually made more sense to uh, grab these homes and, and uh, hold them long term for rentals um, as they were, you know, sad to say, actually renting back to a lot of the people that were being foreclosed at that time. Um, People got to live someplace. Though. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, it was an opportunity that was there. Um, Wayne Hughes, who is the founder of American Homes for Rent, uh, who also founded Public Storage, um, one of his uh, uh, classic lines during that particular time, and the reason why he got into that business was, um, I, I can buy a piece of real estate um, under replacement costs, and I get the land for free. So mm-hmm. that was that was kind of his uh, his mode at that time, and that's mm-hmm. how we approached it mm-hmm. um, during that heavy buy time during the during the downturn. You're a young man. You're a millennial, mm-hmm. early thirties. So talk to us a little bit about the millennial real estate market when it comes to investments or multifamily. Is there much action from that demographic on the buy side or kind of uh, on the buy as, side okay. are, are young people essentially looking at commercial real estate as investment opportunities yeah that's a good question i i um i, I do we do have a couple of clients that are in um their younger 30s and um we've had a couple come from the bay area um you know maybe they uh, have a small startup over there have some extra capital um Obviously, prices in San Francisco and the Bay Area mm-hmm. are uh, extremely high, so they, they start looking at a, at a market that's uh, like Reno. They can come over here, go skiing, that sort of thing, manage their property, kind of understand it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there is uh, a few buyers, but not a lot of uh, – coming out of the downturn in 2010, there's not a lot of a m- millennials that have uh, you know the kind of required equity it takes to, to purchase a small multifamily property, mm-hmm. um, which is really something we're trying to um, – or actually, I'm trying to build is, is 
is really a, uh, a service and a team um, to tackle small multifamily properties in Reno. So anything mm-hmm. from a duplex on up to 10 units, right. um, it's really its kind of own little market segment in there. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of people specializing in that, and I see a, a tremendous opportunity in that. And um, it actually is kind of fun to get the first uh, the first time investor in there. Um, I'm excited that uh, when we have this built out um, to help first time, you, you know, there's a lot of first time home buyers, of right? Course, they have yes. the yeah, they have the first time home buyer experience. They uh-huh. talk to the residential agent. Yep. They, you know, they even there's some agents that specialize in first time home buyers. Of course, yes. and it's kind of fun to introduce people to real estate. Um, I kind of look at at our program ultimately um, helping the first time investor. So if you have um, you know, fifty or a hundred thousand dollars saved up, and you'd like to go buy a duplex, fourplex, maybe mm-hmm. something that's eight units. Mm-hmm. I can really. I had one person ask me, "What's a cash flow? So, mm-hmm. what's a cap rate?" Mm-hmm. Um, those sort of questions. We're happy to navigate you through and kind of give you the bigger picture, um, so you can make kind of an educated decision, um, and also obviously find the the correct property for you. Um, so, I would like to, you know, ultimately help first time, and we're doing it right now. Yeah. Um, but we're going to have a full program set up to where it's kind of. Uh, catch them and, and uh, get people educated on on what they're doing with that. But mm-hmm. the millennials fall into that. Um, we definitely have a, we have a couple that we're working with that's, it's their first investment and their first venture into real estate. So um, it's fun to kind of get them up to speed on what they can expect, mm-hmm. whether it's, um, you know, they're looking for three units, four units, um, you know, what they can expect for property management. Um, how are they going to position the property? Uh, when they purchase it, how are they going to market it to tenants? Um, what sort of tenants are they going to get in there? Um, how are they going to process applications? Um, if the dishwasher goes out, which it will go out in one of the units, how do they fix that? It's the weekend. Are they going to mm-hmm. call, you know, how are they going to deal with the property? All those sort of, uh, questions and concerns for first time investors we navigate through. Mm-hmm. Very good. You've got great information available for our listeners, your prospects, your clients, want to encourage anybody that is wanting to dip their toe and get started with talking about investment real estate to visit with a professional like Trevor Richardson. He is a commercial realtor at Dixon Commercial Group. Glad you're with us today. Please hang on. We'll be back after this message. But first, we're going to hear from my friend Rocket Tom, someone who helps me think outside the globe. According to the L.A. Times of July 15, 2016, in northern San Diego County, two men fell off a bluff while playing the game Pokemon Go. Farther north in Anaheim, a player was stabbed by a group of men in a park. Also, according to Wikipedia, this game allows players to capture, battle, and train virtual creatures called Pokemon, who appear throughout the real world. It makes use of GPS and the camera of compatible devices. The game is free to play, although it supports in-app purchases of additional gameplay items. I had to do this research because the app was released in the USA only on July 6th, and it had become a national obsession by July 11th. My typical response time to breaking app news is about six months. My first encounter was with a bicycle rider riding on a walking path in Reno, who nearly ran me down as he stared at his handheld device. My next encounter was a day later when I was in Oakland. A radio news story reported that Metro buses were overloaded with individuals searching for their Pokemons. The most congested was centered in Berkeley. The individuals I was meeting with at a client company in Oakland looked at me in utter disbelief when I disclosed my ignorance of this new fad. 
Several millennials rattled off the intricacies and wonders of this new computer game that was designed to get individuals off their butts and outside physically walking to potential sites where they can capture one of these characters. It's alleged to be a society enrichment platform to meet new people as you journey from pokey destination to destination. One of the downfalls of being trained in physics, electronics, and over-the-air communication is that my logical self immediately viewed Pokemon Go as another massive burden on the cellular communication system and on the Internet. If the activity level went from zero to obsession in less than a week, how long might it take to crash an already taxed wireless network? We are barely making inroads and dissuading individuals from driving and texting. Now we have zombie smartphone users walking, riding, and falling off cliffs, creating even more individuals among us who are disconnected from the world around them. The inventors have created another cottage industry that encourages mindless disregard for personal accountability and social graces. I learned long ago to be continually aware of those around me who are moving on sidewalks, malls, other public venues, who subconsciously believe they are alone and oblivious to their surroundings. My radar senses people who are occupied with electronic devices and would walk into me if I did not proactively take evasive action. My life is daily enriched with the latest technology. I utilize it to its maximum advantage in saving me time and making instantaneous communication with business and family. But I use it responsibly. I use it when necessary, not as a continual, full-duplex communication with the world. I'm extremely situationally aware and credit that for not being involved or contributing to traffic mishaps in more than 50 years of driving. I'm also respectful of those around me and how thoughtful use of resources will make them available when I need them. Is anyone up for a good game of treasure hunt without electronic devices? Give me a call. This is Trevor Richardson from Dixon Commercial Group. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he helps Northern Nevada investors invest in real estate. Thank you, Peter. SunTech Solar Screening uses Pfeiffer screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening, 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening. Buying investment real estate is a big decision. Getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com or call 775-284-1922. This is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. Caliber Home Loans, located at 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada, 89509. Equal housing lender. You're tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla. I'm really glad that you tuned into our show today. Like every week, we have great real estate professionals joining us to chat and discuss the opportunities, challenges, and maybe some um, maps to move forward when it comes to real estate, be it residential, second homes, primary residence, or commercial. 
multifamily. I mean, you name it, we've got the experts here to help us with new information every week. Today is no different. Trevor Richardson is with us. He's a realtor at Dixon Commercial Group. And Trevor, uh, during the break, we were talking about how when it comes down to it, real estate, it doesn't matter commercial or primary residence. It's about making people happy, doing the right things so that people are really satisfied and they move forward. And when you're working on making people happy, you're you're, you're um, in public relations. I mean, you are dealing with all of the nuances and challenges of all of these complex relationships involved with real estate. So people want to know, what's it like? What do people go through? Got any real life examples of maybe some recent transactions you've either closed or are still working on? Yeah, we uh, we have a uh, an escrow right now that's in process. Um, I, I really feel like it, we're going to get to the finish line on it. Um, but uh, it, it is a eightplex and a duplex, so it's really right in line with our uh, multifamily services that we're uh, working on. Um, the seller was. Uh, kind of a, a, a common multifamily owner in Reno. Um, he's getting up there in age and, and they're looking at their retirement plan. Um, they wanted to uh, market their two properties that are right next to each other. Um, and it's it's sort of complicated. And, and these multifamily properties, small multifamily properties, 10 units and under again, um, they get complex. There's a duplex, there's an eightplex. What's the cash flow look like? Uh, duplexes are kind of unique um, in their nature, um, so they went to their residential agent. That, uh, that that's a residential agent at, at Dixon Realty, and um, she recommended that that hey, you know these these two properties are unique. They're really a commercial product. They need to be marketed commercially. Um, you know, it, it'd probably be best to go over and uh, talk to some guys I know over at Dixon Commercial Group um, on the multifamily side to really kind of uh, market these properties correctly. So that's how it started. Uh, We're happy to give referral fees um, to any referring agents uh, to us for these properties Um, because that's typically how it goes down. Um, You know, the owners go to their residential agent and uh, there's certainly a lot of fine residential agents in this town that have done a lot of investment properties longer than I've been born Mm. um, that can handle it. But a lot of uh, agents typically are... are, uh, are not quite uh, maybe apt or, or ready to kind of take on a, an investment property or market it correctly. And really the system that we've created is to uh, to market those properties correctly. We had it in escrow in under a week. So mm. bo- both properties, uh, same owner. We listed them separately, but we ended up uh, getting the same buyer in there mm-hmm. um, for both properties. And uh, the owner's very happy with uh, with what we're doing. So we're going to get those sold for him at the price that he wanted. And uh, and uh, we're looking forward to, uh, to closing here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we don't have any of our commercial lending experts in the studio today, so we can talk freely about them. But, <laughs> but the fact is, I hear that a lot of people want to do deals with cash, especially, you know, if you got a seller that's elderly, perhaps, maybe wants to security of cash, or they need to close quickly because they've got another property to buy, or they've got to pay some bills. So a cash offer is going to drive things uh, from the standpoint of the real estate agents, the lenders, everybody involved, the cash is going to talk. Is it like that when you get up to your level, when you're doing 10 units or even more units, do people still try to get better deals for cash? I I couldn't say that's more of the truth. Um, The cash right now, and, and I'll tell you why. 
we're an incredible housing crunch in Reno. Uh, we don't have a lot of supply, whether you're looking for single family or apartments on that matter. That's why apartment rents have been going up so much. Mm-hmm. The multifamily market in Reno is incredibly hot right now. There's no other way to put it. It's a seller's market um, out there. If you own a, anything from a duplex uh, to 10 units to on up, um, you're going to really have your pick of, of really what you want to put the price at. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have a lot of options. You're going to have a lot of people coming uh, at you if it's, if it's priced reasonably. Um, that's where this market has gone. And, um, so it, it, the challenging part for that is, has been the non-cash buyers and really on the lending side. And if, if we're dealing with some buyers, um, that are looking to get into these multifamily properties, it's really difficult, um, because the cap rates have been driven so low. Um, a lot of the lenders are concerned that, um, because the cap rates are so low if they're even going to be able to uh, make the mortgage payments on there. So we're getting um, a lot of pushback on the smaller multifamily stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why under four units is actually kind of a nice little area because you're able to get a residential loan um, on that. So the mm-hmm. the lending regulations are a little bit different. Once it goes over four units, um, so five units and on up, you're going to need to uh, have a commercial loan, uh, different regulations. You're going to have to qualify a little bit differently. It's tough to get uh, those buyers in there because there are so many cash buyers coming into the market. That is absolutely correct. You were talking about the cap rates being so low mm-hmm. right now. Is that perhaps an indication that the commercial or the the market for multifamily is peaking? You know. Yeah, and I mean, it, can it can it really go any higher and still have action? I don't know if the cap rates where they're at right now. I believe they're. Uh, they're at a level area. Um, we've seen some of the uh, higher end properties, the large complexes, um, if they're a, a B plus and A, um, we've seen them trade at about a 5% cap rate, which mm-hmm. is about as low as institutional investors have been able to make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, you know, for any investor or for an investor buying their first property, um, you know, that five, 6% is somewhere where, um, you know, you're going to have some some room to maneuver in Reno. Um, but it's tough, especially in the most desired areas, which are midtown and the downtown area. Um, rents are increasing around town. There's a lot of, uh, uh, people out there that are uh, tenants that are probably not particularly happy with uh, where we're at in our apartment market. Mm -hmm. Um, the owners on the other side are experiencing a market where they can, uh, really set their price high. And, uh, we, we, I compile a heck of a lot of data that shows that, that apartment rents are have been increasing at a staggering rate in Reno, um, and they're continuing to go up. So um, returns are going up for the property owners, and that's really what's creating that demand, um, and certainly on the cash buyer side. Uh, Trevor Richardson is our guest in the studio today. He's a realtor at Dixon Commercial Group. We're talking about opportunities, challenges. And maybe some foresight on to what is going to be happening in the coming years here in northern Nevada. Trevor, it looks to me like because the market is so hot and the demand is so high and with technology moving into the area and, you know, the need for more homes and, and there are going to be more jobs. I, I don't see it turning, turning around or even flattening off too much in the future, but it always does. There's always a time in any growth cycle, we saw it in the early 2000s, that some event, something happens where things plateau or level off. Do you see any of that in the next, let's say, even 12 months here in Northern Nevada into 2017? That's a really good question. Um, we, we tried to, uh, 
we try to put our uh, our predicting caps on and uh, try to forecast the future of 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 you know when this uh, demand uh, you know maybe on the rent side uh, maybe on the demand for multifamily housing when it's going to uh, tail off uh, it's very difficult to determine because of again because of all this uh, this growth this buzz that we have mm-hmm. um, uh, all the new industrial um, uh, jobs that we have coming to town, it's sort of difficult to, um, at least I can't produce a narrative that shows us where we're going to fall off the cliff mm-hmm. um, if it's coming up here. Um, maybe some sort of a, a an event that, you know, um, w- you know, that would, that would crash a market for, for instance, or something like that might, but here in Reno, we, uh, talk about maybe being, um, a little bit recession proof, um, with these new industries coming into town. And I know that's maybe kind of a scary concept, um, or, you know, or, or maybe a naive concept, but, um, uh, you know, Tesla is a pretty big factory. <laughs> so yeah, there's a little uh, bit, level, a little bit of an insulation level yeah. with the kind of business that we have now. Uh, it, you know, during the the, um, the mortgage meltdown, the, the housing bubble in the early 2000s, it seemed like it was all driven for the most part by construction. Mm-hmm. And I mean, because there's building, 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 so everybody's got jobs. But you know, suddenly the houses are are multiplying. There's so many houses there. Many homes at that time were being built, and weren't even being moved into. They were being sold again, just as investments. Those things aren't happening right now. So from that perspective, I see insulation and the kind of employment that's coming to northern Nevada. It's not something that is probably just going to pack up and leave one day if things go bad. It, there's an element of insulation there, but I'm always vulnerable to the unknown. <laughs> that's the big fear that we all have, right? The unknown. Yeah. And I guess that that's an everyday occurrence with everybody. There's always unknown fears and challenges there. But if that's all you think about, you really aren't going to grow any place. And right now, from what I can see and with all the people that I talk to on our radio show and beyond, there is a great opportunity in northern Nevada for anybody that is looking at real estate at almost any level, even raw land. Raw land, primary residence, investment property, second homes, commercial, multifamily, the opportunities are there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, I have we have two. Uh, I have two raw land developments in escrow right now mm-hmm. uh, that we're also uh, looking to close here within the next month. Um, can't really give too many details on them, but multifamily project in South Reno um, and a housing single family housing development in the North Valleys. Um, so, I actually the demand for multifamily and the lack of inventory has kind of led me over to a little bit of raw land development. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had some, some success there. I, we, we also have uh, ten acres listed at boomtown uh, right now for a multifamily development site mm-hmm. um so yeah the market's very hot and um you know for for multifamily properties and for small multifamily properties it's really important to um kind of grasp overall what's going on in this market and um and really have a professional that's um able to uh, communicate what's going on in a neighborhood so for instance if you you know have a five unit complex um that you want to sell you want to you know, list that property with somebody that's able to to communicate exactly what's going on in that area, knows the developments that are going on. Um, for instance, I love Sparks. Uh, I think Sparks is a great area that's uh, has a lot of development over there, um, and that's what uh, it, it's a real pleasure to work at Dixon Commercial Group. We have uh, a, a lot of experience there. It's a it's a new company um, in its own right. Uh, it carries the Dixon name, so it has common ownership with Dixon Realty, which is the largest uh, residential brokerage in Reno Sparks. Um, but uh, it was really founded uh, just about over a year and a half ago. Um, we had a couple of the uh, largest office guys in town 
uh, Scott Shanks and Dominic Brunetti from NAI uh, came and partnered up with uh, the Finels and created Dixon Commercial Group. Uh, so we're a full-service commercial firm. Uh, we handle anything from office to industrial, uh, raw land developments, and uh, of course I carry our uh, and primarily work on our multifamily segment. Um, so it's a real pleasure working over there, and uh, we have a full-scale uh, commercial approach to Reno Sparks and really have our thumb on, on everything that's going on in the market. And you're conveniently located in Midtown. Region. We are. We're in the uh, the hot Midtown district where there's uh, there's plenty of restaurants and and uh, and bars to be found around there. So uh, it's great working down there. We're right at the uh, right at Holcomb and Ryland mm-hmm. and uh, right at the intersection there. So it's uh, yeah, centrally located uh, downtown Reno. It's fun to be down there. I love coming down to downtown Reno. Time is short. We'd love to have you chat with us again more on the show, but we do have to move on for this week. Maybe you'll come back soon and continue our conversation on multifamily, commercial, and more at uh, your work at Dixon Commercial Group. Thank you. I appreciate being uh, on today and being invited, and uh, I'd love to come back and, and do another show. And Trevor, we're going to put all of your contact information on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. That way people can find you easily. So we'll talk with you again soon. Thanks. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in today to Nevada Real Estate Radio. We're on the air every week. Tell your friends or family, your loved ones too, to tune in so that they can make great decisions in real estate just like you are. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com. SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening combined... Attention all residents of Northern Nevada. This is a high heat alert. Temperatures will be in the high 90s and 100s for an extended period of time. Call SunTech Solar Screening to block the sun and heat from your windows. Now back to our commercial. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 3529396. Senior citizen and military discounts. SunTech Solar Screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech Solar Screening for a free estimate. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screen.